This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. From the After 9 podcast studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Howdy there, fellas. Fellers? I don't know. Fellers. I don't know. It's, it's something. We are uh, currently in the midst of four different radio shows a day, and it's hard to keep track sometimes. So this is a nice little outlet for us. Welcome to After 9. Here we can chill, and there's not as many formatics that we have to worry about. So welcome to this conversation. We're going to have a great one today. We're going to talk about international cuisine, because I'm a bit of a foodie, and Mm. I read a really interesting methodology on how they're studying what kind of foods people like. And we're also going to talk about some common myths that people believe that have now been debunked, but people still believe them. We'll start with COVID. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that took a turn real quick, didn't it? Uh, Okay, but you know what, though? One thing I will say is over the weekend, the U.S. Department of Energy said they concluded in a, I think it was a a recently declassified document that they now believe that COVID originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. And and that's not now the official government line from the U.S., but that's a major chunk of the U.S. government that's saying it came from a lab. And, and they're walking it back a little bit. They'll say, with low certainty, we believe that it came from a lab in Wuhan. And that changes things. That really does change things when it comes to COVID. Until now, we've been told... I don't know, somebody ate a bat or something like that in a wet market. And and this was all just a horrible accident that killed millions of people. If it was a leak from a lab, then there's a lot more questions. Like, uh, what's the connection to that lab in Winnipeg and those Chinese scientists that we expelled right at the beginning of the pandemic? We'd heard stories about maybe... Uh, uh, there were scientists working on weaponizing a flu type thing. Mm -hmm. Is that what this was? Because if it was, I feel like that, again, changes our relationship with China. It's just getting a little too weird. Uh, We've heard a lot about China recently. They're, of course, behind TikTok. I believe you're familiar. As of today, Canadian government government (laughs) issued cell phones can no longer have TikTok on it. Personally, I think that's stupid. I'll be honest with you. I think it's dumb. I know the Americans have done it. I know the European Union has done it. I'm hearing the Ontario government is going to do it. But let me tell you why I think it's silly to ban TikTok from government phones. It's a matter of practicality. If you work in a position where you're given a company-issued phone, that's your phone. You you don't want to have to carry around a second phone. And to assume that people are not going to use TikTok simply because it's a government-issued phone, I think is ridiculous. Why would somebody go out and get a new phone just so they can have TikTok? But they want TikTok. We're really just making it harder on people. It, it kind of makes me wonder, why are we still giving out government-issued phones? Just give people a phone allowance and let them do whatever they want and with their phone. That's exactly it, right? But they're too nervous about that for whatever reason. But that's what I wondered when I see things like that. And there's, there's, by the way, this is not new. There's been banned things that you can't do on your government-issued phone for many years. This sure. is just like, a, this is one of the most popular apps there is. So this makes headlines, understandably. But I've always wondered that about the allowances. 
Like even for any workplace or business. No, I know some people like it. Some people like having a separate device for work because they know when they, they can shut that off and they put that away and then their personal ones around and they like having the almost compartmentalization as well that goes along with having one device for one thing and another device for another. But for me, I, I mean, I'm with you. We can we, we can all get it done on one device and just have that allowance, right? And have it capped. Hey, you want to buy a game on your phone? Guess what? Your company's not paying for that, but they are going to pay for your basics. They're going to pay for uh, a certain up to an X amount of data or whatever it is. You come up with a deal that makes sense for you and your company and then run with that. I'm not sure what the big deal is there. But also, I understand that we're talking about government sensitive files. So it's sensitive stuff that's in there. So that's where I understand they don't want anything to possibly infiltrate that. Well, then maybe they need to change the way they do things and the way they allow people to access that sensitive information on their phones. If they're getting sensitive emails to those phones, I would argue that's just as much a security threat. It's not necessarily yeah. the Chinese government you have to worry about. There's hackers everywhere that are trying to get into your phones at any given time. Maybe if there's really sensitive government secrets on people's cell phones, then maybe they shouldn't have access to those things on their cell phone. And if they do, well, maybe we should improve the encryption or something like that. I just think it's silly. It's like when work says, hey, you know what? We're giving you a company car, but you're not allowed to drive it on highways. Well, what the fuck good is that? That means I got to get another car for the times when I've got to drive on the highway. It would be so much easier to just give them a car allowance. Same thing with cell phones. Hey, I, I don't know if China is or isn't spying through TikTok. I tend to think that they've got more sophisticated ways of spying on us if they want. Like there's the balloons and all the other things that they could use. But our chief, what is it? This is the chief information officer of Canada has determined that TikTok because of its ties to China, presents an unacceptable level of risk to privacy and security. Why don't they just ban it outright then? If that's the case, why don't they just ban it outright? It just seems kind of silly to me. And when I think about all the government-issued phones that are out there, it's not just people in the, the senior civil service that work in the prime minister's office. I mean, there's cops that have got government-issued cell phones. There's... Uh, principals and administrators in schools that have got government-issued cell phones. They don't have access to classified documents, so why the fuck does it matter if they have TikTok on their phone? Uh, you know what? If we're going to make work phones that hypersensitive to work, then you're going to have to ban everything on there. Ban all social media unless social media is specifically part of your job. And that's another thing. It's somebody's job in the government to publish TikToks for the prime minister and for the leader of the opposition. <laughs> I know, what are they, they supposed all, to fucking do? Aren't they all on it? Yeah. Aren't they? So what are they supposed to pay for their own phone to do work stuff? It, uh, it just seems silly to me. It seems strange. very pile on-ish. I, I don't know that this is actually making us any more secure, but I, I think it is a little unreasonable. But yeah, there's another connection to China. And then just yesterday, Prime Minister Trudeau defending a liberal MP as questions swirl about the Chinese interference in Canadian elections. It's looking more and more like they heavily interfered in 2019 and 2021, and the PM's not talking about it. This latest media report alleges that Han Dong was helped in the 2019, uh, in 2019 by the Chinese consulate while he was running for the party's uh, running for the nomination in his Toronto area riding. Trudeau says Dong is loyal to Canada, but he did not directly answer a question about whether CSIS warned the Liberal Party about Dong's alleged involvement with China prior to the 2019 election. 
Well, he ran again in 2021, and they sure as shit did tell the Liberal Party before that. We need an inquiry here, folks. I, I don't know uh, what your political position is, and it shouldn't matter in this case. This is very black and white. We celebrate our democracy, and if anybody interfered with the election, we deserve to know every single detail about it, clearly and transparently. And in case nobody's told the prime minister yet, he's not the person who should be out defending this because a lot of people don't believe him when he says, oh, it didn't change the outcome. Well, it's easy to say because you won. <laughs> you won. I'm, I don't blame you for saying that, but we need somebody a little more independent to come out and say it. So hopefully we make some progress on that soon because it's getting real frustrating. Cat, mm -hmm. we're doing something revolutionary on Saturday night. That streaming service that, what is it, one in two households in North America has, Netflix, is doing, for the first time, a live stand-up comedy special. Did we just not have the technology before this Saturday night to do it, or was there no desire to do live events? Because I think Chris Rock is a great way to do it, but holy shit, it's 2023. Well, I mean, that, but that was never the purpose of Netflix. Netflix's purpose was never to do anything live. This is just more of those, and again, aren't we going back to television in a way, right? Like, we I are. mean, when we're doing stuff that's live instead of being broadcast, but the truth is less people have cable. So if you're more likely to maybe check out something live, then maybe you would have had TV previous. Maybe you got rid of TV. So you have Netflix, but you like that live element. And who doesn't, who doesn't love some, some live elements in, in what they watch. This is one way to do it. So it did take them a while to implement it, but in all fairness, I think there's, there seems to be a there's a lot more to it than just like, yeah, we're going to go live. Sure. Fine. Yeah. We'll just whip that up. It took a lot of time to get there. So this is kind of almost like a trial at the same time. I'm glad they're doing something in comedy in order to get this up and running because you're going to need some comedy in case shit hits the fan. Right. Right. But, but oh, the streams down on the on West it, coast. Oh, it, shit. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's uh it's, it's a good move. I think by them to start this live streaming and keep in mind, because what do we talk about all the time? The fact that award shows are meh now, right? Like nobody watches award shows. And when it comes to television shows, most of them are streamers anyway. So it's interesting. Hardly any broadcast TV shows are getting all of that attention. So why not have the award shows live on the streaming services? Like it's just a no freaking brainer. So I think that's where Netflix is heading with this. But why not test it out on comedy? That makes the most sense. And professionals like Kid Rock or Kid Rock. Fuck that. Chris Rock. Uh, nobody <laughs> wants to see Kid Rock. They're not related? Nobody wants to see Kid Rock. Okay, some people do, but fine. Uh, so with Chris Rock, by the way, so this is Saturday. Eastern time is what I'm talking. It uh, starts at 10 p.m., his stand-up. However, I will give you a little tip. At 9.30, they're going to start streaming live with a special. It's called The Before Show. And you've got Amy Schumer, Jerry Seinfeld. I think it's Arsenio Hall that's also involved in this. Leslie Jones. Uh, uh, Leslie Jones, a little pre-up. And then you've got The After Show. And that's cool. That's Dana Carvey. And do you have the names there? Dana Carvey and someone else is doing The After Show. David Spade is co-hosting The After. David Spade. So you can't see those, the before and after shows, afterwards. The Chris Rock stand-up will stay on the platform, just so you know. I'm going to tune in for that, though. I think that that's going to be great. And the fact that we can watch live streaming on Netflix gives you all kinds of possibilities now. I mean, think about what they can do with that. It's actually, if I was a broadcaster, a network TV broadcaster, that would scare me a little bit. That would scare me a lot. 
to be honest with you, because once you go live there, what would stop you from getting a, a special on sports? What yeah. would stop Buy you the from, Super Bowl. What would stop you from negotiating with Fox? Uh, like, instead of Fox, what would stop you as a NFL, exactly, NFL, NHL, from, from doing something there and starting that relationship? Not just with Netflix. Of course, there's Prime. There's uh, Apple TV Plus. I mean, you name it. There's all these streaming services that do have this technology available to them. If they're not doing it yet, they will eventually. So what's to stop them from doing it? And, and again, those cable companies are probably going, fuck, if they can do that, what are we here for? And they're going to have the most money. This Chris Rock special is called Selective Outrage, and you were talking about the pre-show, so I've got the lineup here. Arsenio Hall, Leslie Jones, Dion Cole, plus messages from Amy Schumer, Cedric the Entertainer, Ice-T, Jerry Seinfeld, Kevin Hart, Matthew McConaughey, Paul McCartney, Sarah Silverman, and Wanda Sykes. Yeah, it's like a pre That one's like a pre If I'm not mistaken, most of that's pre-taped, although it has a host, right? Mm-hmm. But that's still cool. That's very neat. Is this the first time we've seen him do like a, a, a big proper stand-up special on TV? Not like if you saw him at Scotiabank Arena or anything, but on TV since the slap at the Oscars? Correct. It's been almost exactly a year now. Yeah, correct. He didn't show he wasn't doing any public type events other than like I mean, yes, he did a stand-up and yes, he's kind of addressed it in a weird way on during his stand-up run with Dave Chappelle even, etc. This is the first time we're gonna see him like broadcasting um since then. Is he gonna talk about it? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if he wants to or if he cares to, but Saturday night we'll find out. Yeah, yes, we will. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive bull bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. There's a great article on uh, Reddit right now. And Reddit, of course, is where anybody can contribute. The dumbest myths that people still believe. And I'm going to admit, there's some of these where, as I was skimming, I didn't realize that these are debunked. Maybe I'm believing some of the dumbest myths that still exist. But let me run down a few of them for you. Black belts, like the ones who do karate have to register their fists as lethal weapons. There's people out there who think if you got a black belt in karate, you've got to register your fists. Like go to the cops and say, (laughs) yeah, I got these lethal fists here. I got to register these so you know I'm packing them. Hey, check out these guns. Got to register them. Like that's, that's really people believe that? Some people actually believe that that's a thing. I did not know that. Okay. There's a lot of people apparently that believe that when a person dies and they open the will, that there's some sort of a big dramatic reading of the will with everybody in the room, like in the movies. Oh, like in the movies, yeah. Well, estate lawyers debunked that one a while ago. They say, while that may have happened, 
like 100, 150 years ago. In reality, now they just mail everyone a copy of the will who wants it, and there's no big dramatic reading. They don't get everybody all together at like the Legion or the <laughs> Church Hall and say, Grandma left $50 to the nephews and nieces. Yeah. No, it's nobody else's business. From what I know, it's nobody else's business, too. You can't just sit there and read a will like, Scott, this is what you get. We're going to read it in front of you know all of your family and friends who may or may not get things, right? Isn't it like between you and the person who is... You know, reading that, like to you, whoever that might be that's selected by the dead person. Usually it's the executor the or executor. the estate lawyer. Yeah. That you eat, what is it, eight spiders in your sleep every single year or 80 spiders in your sleep? Yeah, that's not true, right? No, they yeah. say that actually never happens. For a person sleeping to swallow even one live spider, they say it would involve many unlikely circumstances. So if you've been told that if you sleep with your mouth open, you're going to swallow a dozen spiders in a year, that is a myth. But there's people out there who believe it. If you drop a penny off a skyscraper, it'll fall fast enough to kill somebody. Did you ever hear that? Oh, you're going up the CN Tower, throw a penny off and you'll fucking kill somebody. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Part of me believes you could hurt somebody really bad. I mean, you could hurt somebody really badly, though. They say... In reality, it would hit its terminal velocity of about 30 miles per hour for its mass. If it hit someone, it would probably feel like being flicked on the forehead because the penny is just not heavy enough to inflict enough damage once it gets to its terminal velocity of 30 miles per hour. So no, you probably couldn't kill somebody. I'm going to recommend you don't do it anyway. It's not really a nice thing to do, dropping money off of a skyscraper or off the CN Tower. You ever heard the the story that you have to wait 48 hours before you can report a missing person? Yes. That's not true. If but, someone's missing, you can call the police. Oh, but but it's not going to be broadcast or or published until after then? Or is that not true, too? I should know this because, I mean, I read the media releases all the time. Yeah, the police will make a determination when it's appropriate to send that out. But right. you should go to them as soon as you know someone's missing or you suspect that something has gone on. You don't have to wait 48 hours oh, yeah. before you call the cops. Because you want it on record, too, that you did report it as soon as you possibly could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a myth that humans only actually use about 10% of their brain. Oh, is that not true? Have you heard that? I have heard that. I think some people do, though. They say that's just plain stupid. That would be like saying we really only use about 33% of a traffic light. In reality, the brain is working all the time. We use different parts at different times for different scenarios, but your whole brain is actually working all the time. You ever heard? I, I remember this one from when I was younger. Having your headline headlights off at night mm-hmm. is a gang initiation. Oh, I don't. So, I don't know what crowds you rolled in, but I've never heard that. So before. don't flash <laughs> your lights to alert them. Having your headlights off at night is a gang initiation. So when I was younger, bush parties were the thing. Right. Right. People used to go out to. The middle of a field somewhere. Of Far- a field. Poor Farmer Joe's field. Right, Get right. Get ripped. And, and people would roll out there with their headlights off because they didn't want to alert the cops or locals that, oh, shit, there's a big party going on. Yeah. In hindsight, you'd think the speakers and booze and drunk teenagers everywhere would have alerted them. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody actually said, hey, uh, don't drive with your headlights off. That's gang shit. Don't do that. You got to have your headlights on. I didn't know that that was a myth. I just assumed that that was a thing back in like the 80s and 90s. Hmm. 
You ever heard that shaving makes your hair grow back thicker? Yes, I have heard that. Apparently, that is not true. And I've heard that, too. That, Although that I still do kind of believe it. That's the thing is, I th- it, it, it's been debunked, I suppose. But at the same time, you do. It's, I think it's just because the feel of it when it when it returns, right? You feel like oh, it's thicker. Same with plucking gray hairs. Is that in there, actually? Plucking gray hairs is not in here. See, so another one, and and I've had many hairstylists uh, through the years, and they've all debunked that myth, too. If you pluck a gray hair, three will grow back in its place, so don't pluck it. That's apparently horseshit, too. That's not true at all. Pluck it, one gray might eventually come back, but that's not the case that multiple grays will spring up in its place. (laughs) It's not like a freaking, you're seeding a garden. If that were the case, I want them to convert that into lawn seed because that would be fabulous. Another one. They who smelt it, dealt it. Uh, (laughs) Wait, people don't actually like believe it. That was just like always a joke that you said. No, people actually believe that if you smell the fart first, it was your fart. Yeah, I mean, it's not true. That's just that is ridiculous. the defense just, uh, of the guilty. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you it, you dealt it. You ever heard that if you swallow gum, it'll stay in your stomach for like seven years? Yeah. Yeah. Most people empty their stomachs within 30 to 120 minutes after eating. And that includes gum. It's not true. It's not going to stay mm. in your system for like seven years or whatever. It's, you probably uh, still shouldn't swallow it, though, right? Like, I mean, when you think about the texture of gum, I feel like if you if you chew a lot of gum, you shouldn't be swallowing all of that gum. There's nothing good in it for you. It's really just you chew it to extract the sugar and artificial flavor. Then you spit it out because there's nothing yeah. left that your body wants in there. Why would you want to swallow it? Like, I understand being in a circumstance where, like, crap, 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 I got to swallow it for some reason. But why? Why, why would you purposely do that? Yeah. That, it, again, that's a kid. That goes back to childhood, though. A lot of these do, right? Uh, for the most part. Hey, listen, there's a lot of shit. We've even talked about it semi-recently. Stuff that your parents told you when you were little because they wanted you to conform to a certain behavior. Some of these are along the same lines. It's not necessarily true, but there's a lot of people who believe it. The most common example that was given here, just because there are still people who don't believe it, the earth is round. Shut up. Shut up. Up. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, nope. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course, of course. I've, but that's not even one of those things that's like a myth. That's people That's people who have theories. That's not myth. That's like a theory. Would you call it a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Really? I would. I think it's got a lot of conspiracy. I would call it a, it was, it, I would call it silly. I would call it pretty ridiculous. Me personally, but to each their own. Kat, a new study has found that we here in Southern Ontario are living in some of the most polluted cities in the world. An American air quality company compared air pollution from cities around the world. And they found, first off, Montreal was the most polluted city in Canada for air pollution. So they they put it in terms of cigarettes just because of the carcinogens and such that you're breathing in. Right. They say living in Montreal, residents breathe in the equivalent of 124 cigarettes a year. 10 packs of smokes a year just from the air that we breathe. In Ontario, Windsor came in second place overall, 123 smokes a year. Hamilton, third with 116. Kitchener, fourth, 115 cigarettes a year. You live in Kitchener. Do you feel like a smoker? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
aren't these so there's two things that a lot of these areas have in common a lot of industry hey we don't have to look very far to see all the industry namely steel that goes on in hamilton kw a lot of auto manufacturing and things like right, that right okay so that makes a lot of sense they also pointed out though with uh, ottawa london and Mississauga also making the list, it's usually a combination of industry or proximity to the American border. Hmm. I guess the Americans have really bad air. And that was before East Palestine, Ohio. Really bad so air there, which myths, drifts our way. So those myths were accurate. <laughs> I did hear of those ones. Let's talk a little bit about food. I like the methodology on this. A company set out to determine the most popular cuisines in the world. And to do it, they looked at engagement on social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and Reddit worldwide. We all know how it works. Oh my God, I'm at the keg. Let me take a picture of my steak. Even though it looks like every other picture of a steak from the keg. Sure. But people do it. They want to show off what they're eating. Well, then these researchers looked at the interactions, and they determined if they were mainly positive or mainly negative. Using that little algorithm that they created, they've come up with the most popular cuisines in the world. Okay. Korean came out as the number one Korean. cuisine. Mm. I, uh, I do like Korean barbecue, but that's all I know from Korea. I, maybe there's other shit that I don't know about, but it's not. Korean barbecue is popular. It is very popular. Sure, but it's not exactly the most popular cuisine. It's not like you can go to every other restaurant and get Korean food. I mean, it's maybe it's just our area that's lacking in it, but it doesn't seem as as well established as some of the other ones. It just beat out, though, Italian at number two. Okay. Mexican is third in the world now. Wow. Mexican beat out Japanese and Indian <gasps> food. Really? It's the popularity of the burrito. Let's be honest. Uh, Burritos are changing the world. Burrito places are popping up everywhere, too. There's like a burrito place on every freaking corner. Is there like some? That and shawarma. I feel like where's the shawarma? Okay. Well, the shawarma and the burritos, I'm here for it. In fact, I like just about everything in a wrap. The burritos, love it. I've been a huge fan of Mexican food for a while. I'm still trying to get more people to celebrate Cinco de Mayo with me. Now, when it comes to the shawarma, okay, that is good. I feel like Osmos was a game changer because I think they were pretty much the OG here in southern Ontario, right? Once Osmos got everybody liking shawarma, then they started popping up all over the place. There's tons of locations, yeah. I have to think there's a really good profit margin on it. I have to if there's that many restaurants that are selling it or that much demand for it. But Italian was number two, Mexican was three, Japanese was fourth, Indian food came in fifth, followed by Chinese. Chinese used to be first, and it's dropped to fifth. And I blame TikTok and Justin Trudeau. Oh. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Because that, that doesn't surprise me that it used to be higher on the list, and now it's not. Because I feel like you know what's changed everything? Delivery services. Yes. COVID. Especially because like for me, I never really, I never used any of those apps. I shouldn't say never, but rarely, rarely would I use any of those apps. But once COVID kicked in, we all know they shut down the restaurants because they're a bunch of assholes. So what did we do? We tried to support those restaurants. So we would hop on the delivery apps or whatever, or maybe we do takeout. We try to support them as best we could. And that's what, at least for me, and I think a lot of people might be similar to me, that's when I tried to go out of my way to do that. And I would try different things in doing it. I'd say, oh, this is a, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see if my kids like ramen noodles. So let's check out this ramen noodle shop. Uh, Japanese. Uh, I did that more. 
um, even though I always loved like sushi, but I kind of expanded a little bit more into some of these different Japanese restaurants. And so I think that that's what really actually has helped is that it's at your fingertips now. Instead of you having to hear from someone, you know, hey, Scott, check out this beautiful Korean place, let's say. Instead, you happen to be scrolling and you're like, oh, let's check out this Korean place. Oh, this menu looks good. Let's do that. So I feel like that really has helped us to kind of get a better view of non-Americanized foods and different cultures and cuisines. I think it's been helpful. After Chinese was Thai, Vietnamese, Filipino, and Turkish. There are some notable snubs here, though. Where the hell is the Greek food? Oh, Greek. I love Greek. I love Greek salad. Me? So good. I like Greek everything. Yeah. I mean, the way they do it is fantastic. More uh, feta. You know what it is? Like, for me, it's like, yeah, we should have feta more. <laughs> that is great. French, Spanish cuisine did not make the top 10. Neither did Middle Eastern and neither did what they call American cuisine. Okay, that's I, good though. That's refreshing actually. I don't think I've ever heard anyone actually define what American cuisine is. Is it just burgers and everybody, beef? Yes, everybody think I was going to say what do you think of when you think of American food? Burgers. That's what you think of. It's like burgers, uh like Americanized like every like fries. Like, I don't know. It's pretty. It's not not. You don't think of healthy foods. That's for sure. No, no. Right? Uh, unless you want to throw in like. Is a it, Cobb it, salad. <laughs> yeah. Is is beyond meat American cuisine? Because I don't yeah. know if I'm going to call it American cuisine. It's from America, but I don't picture them yeah. as the vegan eat the, the, the vegetarian I don't crowd. Know. Is it because we live in North America that we can't really truly define what American food is just because it's everywhere, so it's hard for us to say? Like, if you were to be traveling in, let's just use, uh, in Japan. If you're in Japan and you see, like, an American shop, I feel like that is what they would sell. Everything we mentioned. They would have, like, burgers, fries. Maybe they would have, like, I don't know. Would they have steak? I'm not even sure. Like, I... I don't know what American food looks like outside of North America. America needs to conquer something and make it their own. Even Canada. Canada, we have, and see, we have some pretty well-defined foods. Sure, of course. I wouldn't call it a full cuisine. No, I me mean, either. poutine is poutine. Odds and ends. It's, we've got odds and ends, you It's know? great. We've got the fucking beaver tails. All right, fine, if you want. And we've got the Nanaimo bars. All right, somebody was screwing around in the kitchen and came up with that. Cool. But we don't really have an actual cuisine, like the Italians or the Greek or the Chinese or the Thai. Yeah. Americans have even less of an identity. They don't really have anything they can call their own. They didn't really invent much. So what I think they should do is they've got to take something and they got to own it. Like America's the country that like cooks with donkey meat or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. They got to find something. And America's the country that revolutionized eating squirrels. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I hate all those options. But you know what I think of, though? Like, now that we're talking about it, because what I do think, though, is there are certain parts of the countries where we know very well what they are about. I think about traveling to the East Coast. What do you have a lot of? Seafood. Yeah. You know, that's a plenty. When you travel to the West Coast, what do you have a lot of? Beef. You know, like, we ha we do have our... Because our countries are so spread out more so horizontally than just like a little patch of land, like a lot of these countries that you mentioned, they ha that's what, what brings them the delicacy, I think. Because when you look at the stretch of land that we have, even in Canada specifically, you're going to get different cuisines almost in different provinces. 
That's what it seems to me, or at least different sections of West Coast, East Coast, you know, mid around. I couldn't even tell you what Manitoba eats, but you know what I mean. Like you're gonna get different things. <laughs> that's, that's where the donkey, where the donkey comes from. from. Okay. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like to me, when you if you were to tell me you were going to Newfoundland, I'd be like, oh fuck, go get some cod or something. I don't know. Sure. Right. Like. There's specific things for specific places in Canada, but it's not necessarily blanketed as a Canadian cuisine just because our land is so vast. We're also shitty at marketing ourselves. I think we should claim lobster, mussels, oysters, all from Canada's beautiful East Coast. They're ours. And I know you can get mussels and oysters in the U.S. East Coast, too. That's when Maine is going to speak up and be like, fuck you! Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Most of those lobsters come out of our water. And for that matter, let's claim the snow crab and shit like that, too. Something from the Barren Sea, it'll be great. That's Canadian cuisine. But how shitty is it, though, that over here in Ontario, for example, all those things you mentioned are great, but you know how much it fucking costs to get them because it takes so much money to ship it across the entire country? This is why it sucks that we're so vast at the same time. Because then you go to these suppliers who sell this this fresh food, and they get it as fresh as possible, which is good from all those places. But then it sucks because I feel like it's not Canadian cuisine because I'm paying just as much for it as if I were to ship it from another part of a different country. It's crazy. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Uh, I did share it on my Instagram, and Dave, of course, has it on his Facebook, Instagram, and such. Dave had his brand-new little baby girl. Her name is Ellie, and she is gorgeous. She looks like a little mini Dave. (laughs) She does look like a mini Dave. It's just awesome. So we are super happy for our friend and boss Dave, who now has uh, his second daughter. Ellie was born on the weekend. Ellie is short for Eleanor, for those who are curious. And yeah, she's adorable. And they're home now, which is lovely to hear. So... We'll have him come in, whatever they're comfortable with. I mean, it's their personal story story to share, but if he's comfortable with uh, sharing it with us and if he can join us later this week on the podcast, he will. We're not sure, but we're not, and we're also not pressuring him to come in because we want him to spend family time. And hopefully he is, I mean, he is doing that. I just talked to him this morning, actually, and everyone's, everyone's doing pretty good, which is great. Everyone's back home. Men's Health just asked a whole bunch of guys, what trait of yours would you like for your child to inherit? What trait would you like to pass down to your kids? And they gave them options. Looks, brains, integrity, ambition, or athletic ability. What do you think most guys said they would like their kids to inherit from them? I rolled my eyes when you asked that question because I have a feeling that what I'm thinking is true. Is it athletic ability? A lot of guys said that. But not the most? Not the most. Okay. 13% of guys hope that their kid someday inherits their athletic ability. Okay. Number one was their brains. Good, actually. I'm glad to hear that. That's good. 30% of guys say their their hope for their unborn child is that they get dad's brains. <laughs> it's okay, a weird, by I the way, know. it's a weird thing to say. Like, hope you get my brains, kid. Not what I would have said, <laughs> but all right. Yeah, okay. Integrity was number two. Okay. 25% say, I hope they get my integrity. Ambition, third place. Oh, I like it. I like it. 15%. I'm impressed by this list, actually. Athletic ability was 13%. One in 10 guys hope that their unborn child gets their looks. Okay. All right. (laughs) And the rest were other. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. It's the end of the month. If you're a leap year baby... Happy birthday. Happy birthday today and tomorrow. Is that what we're doing? We don't know. Yes. (laughs) We will uh, have another episode of After 9 out for you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day, friends. Bye.
For the first time in almost 60 years, Nokia has changed their logo. Ooh. Yeah, and now it's time to sit back, relax, and watch the sales roll in. Firefighters in North Carolina recently rescued a newlywed couple that got stuck in an elevator for two and a half hours after their wedding. The couple is doing fine and ready to get on with their divorce. <laughs> Amazon is being sued for allegedly selling products that contain donkey meat. <laughs> then today, Amazon was like, and for our vegan customers, we also sell beyond donkey meat.